Welcome to the iHealth Podcast, a podcast for you to relate to like-minded individuals discussing hot topics all related to rehab, fitness, and business. Brought to you by Iron Health from Westchester, New York. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in here to the iHealth Podcast. I'm excited on this episode. I have Chris Guerrero at a Westchester Fit in White Plains. Chris is an awesome guy. He's an awesome CrossFit instructor and really just, uh, he was the first one or one of the first ones in Westchester to open a CrossFit gym, which is pretty amazing. And he's still holding strong here after 10 years. We learn a lot in this episode. We deep dive into kind of his training philosophy, how he structures his gym, and really mindset too. So I had a, a lot of fun during this episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Check him out. Let us know how we're doing here. If you like it, share it. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. So I got Chris here from Westchester Fit. What's going on, man? How you doing, Joe? I'm all right. Can't complain. So before we dive right into this, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into CrossFit, kind of what you do. I know you were one of the originals here in Westchester. So let's just touch on your story. Uh, well, I have always been into, uh, you know, working out in fitness since I was um, – since I was a little kid, actually, I just like always loved working out. And uh, I think it was around the time that I was 10 or 11, my mom had a uh, personal trainer coming to the house regularly. And I would just sit and watch the sessions. And I was just, there was just always something like <laughs> off about me in terms of that. Like I remember I'd be having sleepovers <laughs> with my friends and I was like doing hundreds of sit-ups every night while they were playing video games this is when i was like 12 so i've always had that like bug how i found crossfit in particular where you know like a standard workout person um i was doing the whole bodybuilding split reading muscle and fitness every month getting new programs and i remember stumbling across a crossfit article this was like back in 2008 maybe and or even earlier i think yeah i think it might have been like april 2008 and then while i was working at jp morgan one of my uh one of my co-workers at the time um his brother-in-law is rob orlando who was one of the original okay. crossfit like strongman guys and uh, yeah basically i remember that i had reread um i went back and reread that article and then I remember it was about December of 20, 2008. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. So like that day I went into the gym on a Monday with my training partner. I'm like, Hey, we're going to do this. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So I started and honestly, the rest is history, man. I've been, I've been doing CrossFit or some form of it since December of 2008. Oh, wow. That's, that's a long time, man. Yep. How, how did it, how did you transition from being in JP Morgan though? Like, what was that like? That's you were, you were in like a financial district. Yeah. So, um, I was working in finance. My first job out of college was, um, working as like a business manager with this company called Loring Ward, which turned into Guggenheim partners. Like in the first year, my company moved offices like three times. Um, I was working for a friend's father, it was pretty cool working in the city, but like the commute kind of killed it. I never wanted to live there. So I started using a head, a headhunter. And this was around the time of the big economic collapse in 2008, 2009, or actually, I'm sorry, a couple of years before that. 
So I end up getting a job at JP Morgan on an ops trading desk. And I was, you know, making good money, living close to home. I was in finance. Like this is what a lot of my friends from Michigan were doing. And, um, you know, it was just kind of seemed like I was on the right path after about six to 12 months of that. I was kind of looking for further opportunity within the company, but they just kept giving you more like mundane, same like data entry type work. Then when I started interviewing to try and get into other hedge funds, that's when the collapse happened about 18 months to 24 months into my stint at JP Morgan. Um, so it was a crazy time to be in finance. And this whole time I was like obsessed with working out. I found like all the free time I had, like that's all I was researching. So I decided I was going to open a gym. Um, I had started, I got like an NASM certification and I started doing personal training in my parents' garage with like some of my parents' friends and some of my friends, like, you know, charging like 30 bucks an hour. And slowly I started to build a little bit of a client Rolodex. And then one night I just decided to have everybody over and I had like eight people, like random people working out. I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> um, and then yeah man the rest is history i quit my job i opened a gym and yeah i've been in that same spot obviously doesn't look the same but i've been there for march 15th was 10 years 10 years wow yeah what was that what was that transition like because i know like this is this is a good talk to discuss like people's mindset on opening a business you know how did how did you overcome kind of that fear and like when did you really know you're like you know what i'm doing this um, there was just a, a, like a period in time where when I was interviewing and I wasn't getting anywhere because peak companies weren't hiring, I was literally miserable to go to work. And I was like 25 years old. I was like, there's no way, maybe I go, maybe it's normal. I don't know. No, you know, no way I'm spending another 35, 40 years waking up being miserable every day. There's no way I'm not doing that. Uh, I was like, I would rather take a chance on myself right now doing something I enjoy doing, making less money, if that's the case, and at least be happy and fulfilled with what I'm doing. I think the issue with a lot of people is they get stuck in complacency. You know, they don't they don't have the uh, the go getter mindset or the balls to take a risk on something. And the truth of the matter is, who better to take a gamble on than yourself? You really mm -hmm. believe, you know that you have something to offer, something unique. And I kept digging back towards my past where I was like, there's something about this that since I was a little kid, I was obsessed with fitness. I have to, I have to share that passion with people, you know, and, and inspire them. And, and, and that's been my mission ever since, you know, I've gone through my phases of Chris as a personal, you know, personally as a business owner, people who knew me back then, you know, Sorry if I was the way I was then, but you know, you grow up, you, 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 you mature, you become better, you realize. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was, it was more about me not wanting to live my life being miserable. So I was just like, Hey, I'll take the chance. If it fails, I'm young enough that I could probably find another job in finance. Cause it wasn't like I was leaving my company on bad terms. I put my two weeks in. I think I actually gave them three weeks and, and I left. I did all my work. I didn't slack off and, and that was it. That, the rest is history. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's like an awesome little startup story. And that's, I love to hear stories like that. People who are like go from one thing to kind of just doing their own thing and it's completely different and, you know, and they find their passion because that's, I mean, that's why you're so successful, right? Because you found your passion and you're running with it, man. That's cool. I think it's um, also, you know, 
how people define success, right? So financially, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, for a micro gym owner, we do we do pretty well at the gym. But to someone working on Wall Street making half a million, a million dollars a year, they might look at what I'm doing as, eh, you know, that's an okay job. But for me, it's fulfillment, helping people, and really at the end of the day, waking up and being happy and going to do something I enjoy doing. So how we measure success is also really important because I think that is that is something that blinds people. People are blinded mm. by money, right? And they think, well, the more money I make, the happier I'll be, the more successful I'll be. We were actually just doing like a virtual meditation last night with one of my clients. And she said something so profound. She's like, people search uh, extrinsically for like happiness outside of themselves. But until you find inner peace with yourself and happiness within, you can keep searching. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that, and that, and that's kind of why, you know, that's kind of how I feel. So that's awesome. That's like a. I agree with that totally, man. It's it's you gotta wake up every day and be happy and be be happy with yourself, right? Because if, if you're not happy with yourself, nothing else really matters. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. How how did you guys transition though to like? Because you you had to be one of the CrossFit gyms first CrossFit gyms in Westchester, right? Um, I think it was myself, uh, CrossFit nine one four, which doesn't exist anymore, and then Bravo CrossFit. I think Caesar over there. Shout out to Caesar, still doing uh, still doing his thing. So it was the three of us. Um, I think because I was in a centralized location, a lot of the people who have opened gyms since then, you know, Northeast CrossFit, which is a huge one, um, Empire State CrossFit, another big one, Portchester. Uh, Mount Kisco, the original Mount Kisco, how it opened. A lot of those people or the original owners were either in my gym, they were clients, they were coaches. Um, we were kind of all figuring it out as we went. There was no playbook. You know, I kind of was like, okay, how do you run a class? Okay, well, we got to make people get a good workout. Uh, I'm going to warm them up because I warm up, we'll go through the movement. I should probably teach the movement like as a review and then we'll do the workout and we'll stretch. Maybe we'll do some abs after. And that was kind of like the format and template. Um, now it makes sense because group fitness is such a huge thing. But when I started, it, it really wasn't. You know, I think Barry's boot camp was starting out. And it was like a good, like good trend. But there was no Orange Theory. There was no F45. There was no other CrossFit gyms. There was nothing. There, there Literally, there was nothing. So there was no... There was no inspiration to draw from. It was like, how do you do it? It was a shot in the dark. And, you know that that's kind of like how we transitioned into that into that like group fitness model and and people seeing me competing and i think in the beginning my competing was actually beneficial to um the actual to the actual growth of the business whereas now i see crossfit the sport as actually detrimental you know, I, I just think that people get the misconception that CrossFit is this thing where everyone gets injured and hurt because they're doing so much. And the truth is most people can't handle that. I recently started going back to following CrossFit.com about th for three weeks now. And I realized that like every workout, you work out six days a week. Most workouts, including a warm-up, you're done within 40 to 45 minutes. Uh, some are intense. Some you lift heavy. You know, you do some skill stuff. But the truth of the matter is if you – Workout in that format, 
you know, more than likely, you have no greater chance of getting hurt. It's when you start to do, you're going to do this for part A and this for part B, and then you're going to do a 15-minute workout where you kill yourself. We're not going to stretch. We're going to do it every day, right? So mm. I think the whole model in and of itself is weird because I've seen the whole shift from no games to games, CrossFit games, and now, like, coming back full circle to, like, what the original mission of CrossFit was. So it's just been interesting to be involved in it the whole time. Yeah, you've definitely you you've seen that. So, what do you say the original message is right now? Like, what are they trying to come back to? Well, I don't know. I don't really don't know why they're doing it, but a, but you know, about a year ago, they deleted all their social media and they started like going away from promoting games to like you know posting these silly at home workouts with like an older person on YouTube, like lifting jugs as deadlifts and like really showing what the idea of the program was, which is like the degree of uh, need or the, the needs of elite athletes and our grandparents differ by degree, not kind. Right. So like everybody be, needs to have that functional movement pattern. You need to be able to squat, stand and sit. Right. You should be able to lift stuff mm-hmm. up from the floor. You should be able to put something overhead, like in a cabinet, And they went away from that because the money was going towards like watching all these games athletes. And then everybody wanted to train and be like those athletes. It's like the NBA. You watch the NBA basketball. You want to go to the park. You want to play basketball and you aspire to be that. The problem Mm -hmm. is with the sport, there's the complexity and the amount of time that it takes to get good and proficient at something injury free. I mean, you're talking to the king of injuries, man. I could write a book about how many injuries (laughs) I've had throughout the years. And it's not because I didn't take care of myself. It's not because I didn't stretch or move well. I'd actually argue that I'm probably one of the better movers. It's just the overall sheer volume of what we're doing. The human body can only take so much. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's a really good point. So, so I mean, we can, we can take that a couple of ways. Like, I guess I want to start with first, like what changed in your personal program to really make sure you're keeping your body healthy? Like what kind of program are you following? Obviously over years, you kind of learned your body, but what do you, what is like the program you follow? And then we can go into kind of how do you structure that for your clients? Like what is your gym philosophy now? So I would say that my program has changed throughout the years. Obviously when I was competing 2011 to 2017, we'll say it was just volume, 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 spending two, three hours a day, sometimes more just training every possible thing to make sure I had no holes in my game. From there, I started to take a more holistic approach, realizing that long-term health, you know, you study these cultures like in the blue zone and longevity, and you actually realize that 15 minutes of intense exercise a day is more than enough. Like the World Health Organization, I think they say 75 minutes of intense exercise up to 150 minutes of moderate exercise is all somebody needs for optimal health. Which is if you think about it in an actual class setting, if somebody's coming three to five days a week and the actual workout portion is anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, you know, we're not talking about explaining the workout or warming up or any of that stuff. People are probably working out about 75 to 150 minutes, which is why we don't suggest people come every day. We don't suggest they do double sessions. So I started to look at it from a perspective of how the hell can I tell my clients to do one thing and then I do something else, right? Mm -hmm. It started with sleep, making sure I was sleeping enough, Uh, mental health, 
meditating, breathing, getting outside, like being in the sunlight, doing stuff like that to take care of myself mentally, you know, spending time on mobility, investing in myself, coming to see you guys, coming to see my friends that are chiropractors. Um, and then really kind of making sure that I wasn't going over a certain threshold number of hours in terms of my own physical training. Cause I do also think that through years of training 20 to 30 hours a week where an average person might be able to spend three to five hours and be fine. I've probably earned the right to train more if I want to, but still for about the last year, uh, my program has changed up. I've done a couple of different things cause I'm no longer working with a coach. The focus has always been, you know, getting stronger, but not lifting anything, maximal strength, keeping things very functional, uh, doing some isolated bodybuilding type movements and really focusing on quality over quantity and just making sure that I'm getting a good quality workout. Um, diet's important. And that's kind of like where I'm at now. In terms of the philosophy with my clients, it's very similar. I actually created a pyramid where the foundation was nutrition, sleep, and stress management. Like that's the number one thing, right? Hmm. Which is why, unlike other CrossFit gyms, you can't just come into my gym and do a free class. We don't do that. Um, and it ties back into what my, what, my, what my mission is. And my mission is to share my passion for health and fitness with people. So I can't do that if I just have you come in and do a free class. It, it doesn't work that way. There has to be a deep conversation. Hey, why are you here right now? How can we help you? What are your goals? How can I help change your life? Because a lot of people may just need to start with, hey, Let's stop drinking as much. Let's drink more water. Let's try to clean up your diet to eating three times a day. Let's make sure you're getting at least seven hours of sleep. And let's just start with 5,000 steps a day. From there, we can do one personal training session a week to kind of get you in the midst. And then from there, let's transition you into a program. Too many people are after it for the money and they're not really doing it for the love and like betterment of their clients, which is why they don't go through that process. And hell, I definitely fell into that category and I've gone back and forth wavering with that, but I've always been against the free trial class. And I finally figured out why it's because there's no way for me to really connect and help someone. If it's just like very, Oh yeah, you know, come on in, man, let's throw down, take a class. And if you like it, cool, sign up. I'd like to get mm -hmm. to know the person first and see if that's even appropriate for them. You know, like if somebody's never worked out before, never done anything, they have no business go jumping into a class. I don't care how good you are at scaling it. It's just very intimidating, you know? Yeah. So, um, but the philosophy. So, so it's, it's, it's very, what it's very like, you guys are very specific then you're kind of taking someone walking them through. Well, yeah. You know, like, let's say, I'm, let's say I'm a new person coming to your gym. Like how, what should I expect? Like in that process? So first thing you're going to expect is one of our coaches to reach out to you almost immediately. Fill out a form on a website. I'm going to text you or email you. Hey man. Hey Joe. Uh, let me know when you have five minutes to chat. Cool. We get on the phone. Hey Joe, you know, how you doing? Uh, how's everything? How'd you hear about us? Cool. You know, have any of your friends ever, you know, been to like a functional fitness CrossFit type gym? What have they told you? What have you heard? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about why you're calling. Like, what is it that I might be able to help you with? You know, they'll give me a little brief, basic. I don't ask too many questions at this point because this is more a feeler. And then I explain to them, hey, listen, you know, our onboarding program uh, costs $299. You're going to get three one-on-one -on -one sessions with one of our coaches. 
Uh, we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to get you on an in-body. We're going to talk about lifestyle. From there, uh, what we do is we then have a meeting after that, and then we start to talk about whether you can go into group classes, whether you should continue personal training, whether there's some hybrid of the two. And that's that, you know, then, then we kind of transition you once we know like, Hey, is this person going to be safe? Are we making sure that we're doing the best by them to not injure, to not injure them, but really mm-hmm. to help reach their goals. We need to make sure that we're a good fit and we need to make sure that they're a good fit for us. Cause the truth is, look, somebody paying $300 off the bat before they have to do anything else. It's, it's an investment. And we want to work yeah. with people that are going to invest in themselves because we're in this for the long haul. We don't want someone that's going to be here for two months. We want someone that's going to be here for five years. So that that's our process. Nice. That's like, that's a very it's specific, man. And it's good for, it's good to find people that are the right fit for you and vice versa. Right. So, so if someone's fearful and stuff, it sounds like you guys kind of walk them right yeah. through that, their whole kind of fitness regimen lifestyle change really. Right. Would you say you guys, big into helping change someone's lifestyle Uh, that's the number one thing again literally the foundation of our program the four exercise nutrition Mm. sleep stress management from there it's building form of a functional aerobic base and then from there it goes into building some strength but strength we like to look at it as like let's build unilateral strength right so let's build single arms single legs stuff like that And then we start to get into more sports specific or double leg and stuff like that. So we really take it from the ground up and and that is always the approach. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, sometimes I'm sure people like other gyms look at our programming. They're like, like, why the hell are they doing that? You know? And it's like, because we're invested, like not every workout is going to be the most fun thing in the world. And yes, there is a degree that there has to be fun. Right. Part of what we're selling is it's fun, it's community, but at the same time, I think as coaches, we have a service to make sure that the deliverable is also a high-quality product that's going to deliver on the service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you get those people who kind of are like uh, that need a little bit of a push to kind of continue? Uh, it's, it's the accountability component, man. You know, like we're not we're not going to hit everyone. Um, I've definitely lost a lot of people in the shuffle. They have a lot of great programs now where the accountability and the whole aspect, uh, big shout out to up launch. We use them. They're a whole CRM platform. So basically like once your once your leads are put into the system, people, then it's like they have automated emails and texts that go out to everybody. Right. So it's a whole thing that it's a whole thing that basically, uh, you know, we're able to focus on what we're focusing on, which is deliverable and not just, not just like, Oh, Hey, did you follow up with so-and-so? Did you do this? Did you do that? Like the system kind of takes care of it for you. Um, and it sets reminders. Mm-hmm. So the people that need more of a nudge, we're going to make more reminders and make sure that we're following up with them. And those people honestly might need personal training. They, that's what they need. Like yeah. group fitness isn't the be all end all. Personal training is not only phenomenal for business, bottom line, but really, if you really, really, really want to help someone, they really want help. If they invest in personal training, they should be getting everything that they want because it's programs and stuff specific to them. It's just a lot of people I've noticed, not just in this industry, but in general, have a hard time selling because they feel sleazy when the reality is you're selling a solution. You're not like 
being a sleazy mm-hmm. salesman, being oh, I'm trying to take money from this person. Yeah, they're paying you because you're providing a service that's going to help get them from point A to point E, not even B, C. Like we're skipping all that. We're going to get them to where they want to go. And that that's how I look at it. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, we can even have a whole podcast just on, on really selling. Absolutely. You know, like it, it, a lot of times what you notice is it's not, it's either one, like the person doesn't have confidence in what they, they offer, you know, or like two, like they're not able to like get people to understand that we're just here to deliver value. Right. Like that's, that's the biggest part of what you do, what I do. It's, it's value. Well, it's right? also part of the intake process, right? How the hell can I convey value mm-hmm. if you just come in and take a free class? What value is there in that? It's free. It doesn't cost yeah. anything. But for you to sit down and open up to me and me to open up to you, there's like, hey, we're now building a little bit of a relationship. Like, hey, this is weird. You're telling me all this personal, intimate shit that I've never, you know, I've never met you. You might not be telling me everything. And as we develop a relationship, we'll go further. But the truth of the matter is it's like you develop and build that relationship you then deliver on the product and what you told them. And then from there, that's where the retention happens, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. am I doing everything that I say I'm doing? And if I'm not, and you're paying me, then you shouldn't pay me, right? You shouldn't pay me if I'm not helping you. And that's kind of the way I look at it. That's awesome. Where where do you see yourself taking the gym? Kind of what are your goals for? Uh, Well, under the, the circumstances, how, we are, how we're at now, honestly, I believe in every obstacle, there's an opportunity, right? And online training is something that I've been doing for a while. Not to, obviously not to the degree that I'm doing it now, but you know, I've done remote coaching for people. I do nutrition programming for people. And a lot of it is remote. But now that I've been forced to be basically create a new business over the last two weeks, um, We've reconnected with a lot of our old clients that moved away and couldn't find a place that they felt comfortable. So I think this is going to open the door for me to have a really robust and large online business. And then when we get back to business as usual, whatever that might mean, it's going to be continuing to do what we were doing before this, having a solid intake process, Mm -hmm. building those relationships and connecting with people selling personal training to people that need personal training, selling group fitness to people that need group fitness, making sure that we abide by, you know, and stand by what our mission and our values are, not, not bending on those. Because at the end of the day, sometimes a client is not a good fit for me and I'm not a good fit for a client. Like if I have someone that comes into my gym and they're like, I have six weeks and I need to lose 25 pounds. I'm going to tell them, Hey, is this beyond six weeks? Cause if it's not, I'm not the place for you. This is a long-term relationship and investment. And I want to save you your money and frustration because I'm not going to promise you that you're going to lose an exorbitant amount of weight in six weeks. Whereas a lot of people would take that person on, you know? And I just feel mm-hmm. like it's the right thing to do to, to give people uh, realness and truth in, in, in what we can actually provide an offer. So that's awesome, man. That's, that's great stuff there. So if, if people are listening here and they want to find out more about what's just a fit, where can they find out about you guys? Like what's the best spot to get free content? And so, then, you know, if they're really interested to kind of come so at you. Obviously westchesterfit.com. Uh, we haven't been posting much on there just because everything has turned into an online uh, thing. You can uh, look me up coach underscore Chris underscore Guerrero on Instagram. 
Um, I'm constantly putting out free workout content on there. And I also have a free Facebook page where I've been posting a 20 minute body weight at home workout for anybody, all levels. Um, if you friend request me, Chris Guerrero, I can put you into that group. Uh, right now for me, it's really about helping people find some solace in mental and physical health. Not so much about, you know, doing business although obviously you're always doing business um i'd love to provide free resources as well and then you know anyone can connect with me send me an email chris at westchesterfit.com uh again we're doing stuff with uh zoom classes zoom personal training nutrition coaching our business hasn't stopped just the platform has changed awesome man well i thank you for taking some time out of your day and guys if you really resonate with chris here reach out to him he's got an awesome gym White Plains and really great mission. So check Thank them you, out. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it, man. I hope you're doing well, buddy.